Welcome to a big Wednesday edition of Newsmax Daily for March 15th, 2023. Today is hashtag World Contact Day as the mysteries, stories, and curiosity of UFOs is perhaps at its highest point ever, except for maybe after the Roswell incident in 1947. Established a few years later, 1953, World Contact Day was a time when people were encouraged to try and communicate with aliens or UFOs telepathically, which surprisingly proved to be unsuccessful. If you're listening in the Northeast, millions of folks digging out today after the first nor'easter of the season in the middle of March, I might add. I knew it was going to snow, but I didn't know it was going to be this much. This is like ridiculous. Three feet of snow in many areas, a few inches measured in New York Central Park. So good luck with all of that. Five more days, by the way, until spring. And by the way, it was a cold 48 in Orlando this morning. All right, topping the news, the Russian ambassador to the United States, Anatoly Antonov, says Russia doesn't want confrontation with the U.S., but told the State Department briefing that U.S. aircraft should not be near the Russian border. And they see this as provocation. This after a Russian fighter jet took down a U.S. drone over the Black Sea yesterday. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. This pilot struck with his aircraft the propeller of uh, of the MQ-9, which is what resulted in it going down. Russia has denied that any contact was made with the drone, saying the drone crashed after sharp maneuvering. We are going to continue to fly and operate in international airspace over international waters. The Black Sea belongs to no one nation, uh, and we are going to continue to do what we need to do uh, for our own national security interests in that part of the world. President Biden, who is in Las Vegas, will likely hear more on this today in his daily briefing before speaking about lowering prescription drug costs. Yesterday, it was gun control. For more, we go to last night's edition of Greg Kelly Reports. What we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, though, is, yes, Joe Biden and his lust for violating the Constitution. Did you hear this? In the meantime, my executive order directs my attorney general to take every lawful action possible possible to move us as close as we can to universal background checks without new legislation without new legislation without new legislation that's a problem you know he he throws it in there lawful make it lawful as possible executive order an executive order without legislation this is a violation of our constitutional rights next so let's finish the job Ban assault weapons. Ban them again. Do it now. Enough. Do something. Do something big. Like politicians everywhere, they just want to look like they did something. Do something big to give him something to brag about. But with him, he really doesn't want the American people to have the Second Amendment. He's talked about that. He thinks it's no. And right now, more than ever, with this wannabe authoritarian, I think about our founding fathers. I think about Thomas Jefferson. What country can preserve its liberties if their rulers are not warned from time to time that their people preserve the spirit of resistance? Let them take arms. Thomas Jefferson, letter to William Stevens Smith, son-in-law of John Adams, December 20th, 1787. Guns, prescription drugs, Ukraine, Trump, 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 but still nothing on the border. Remember this. 
What I would do as president is several more things, because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. That was then former VP Joe Biden in a September 2019 Democratic debate. Surge the border. Well, today in the great state of Texas, the House Homeland Security Committee is scheduled to hold its first hearing on the surge at the border. Keywords, the first hearing, finally. What a joke. And now it looks like the Democrats on the committee won't be going. The hearing taking place in McAllen, Texas, Representative Benny Thompson, ranking member of the committee, issued a statement saying in part that instead of a fact-finding mission to develop better policies, Republicans are traveling to the border to attack the administration and score points with their extreme rhetoric. This was a topic of discussion on last night's Prime News with Jen Pellegrino. Well, why is an issue so universal as securing the border become a party battle? Well, apparently trying to find solutions to this massive three-year problem is extreme to Democrats. In fiscal year 2021, there were over 1.7 million migrant encounters. In 2022, more than 2.3 million. In 2023, folks already on track to beat those numbers. But raise that as a problem to congressional Democrats, and you are an extremist. Homeland Security Committee member Carlos Jimenez of Florida arrived in McAllen, Texas today along the Rio Grande River for Wednesday's scheduled hearing. He joins me now. Congressman, welcome. So glad to have you with us tonight. Uh, been down there to McAllen, seen some of the worst of the worst of it, and that was a couple of years ago now. And I, I know it's only getting worse based on the numbers we're seeing, based on the footage we're seeing. What's your message to Democrat colleagues who are boycotting tomorrow's hearing, uh, saying that it's political, saying that this is, uh, you know, this is all all a show. I think you know, need to come down and uh, see what the truth is and uh, hear from the people that are here at the, at the border dealing with this issue every single day. And uh, and then, you know, get out of your, you know, I think you're hiding under a rock if you don't understand what the heck is really going on down here in the southern. Not only do we have millions and millions of immigrants going through the border, uh, those that are apprehended and then millions more that we don't even know who they are, they're gotaways. But also we have this issue with fentanyl that's killing 100,000 Americans every single year. Uh, if that doesn't wake you up, I don't know what will. This is not political. This is we're trying to solve a problem here, and we got a major problem here in the southern border. Yeah, and, and you and your colleagues have been drawing attention to this since day one, virtually. Um, you put out a list of expected witnesses tomorrow. That includes the chief of Border Patrol, Raul Ortiz, uh, ICE Assistant Director Stephen Kagan, De Texas DPS Chief Steve McCraw, Kinney County Sheriff Brad Coe, and then the Vice President of the National Border Patrol Council, Chris Cabrera. Um, all, you know, experts and, and uh, are sure to have a lot of information uh, that we're not privy to about what's going on at the border. What questions are are you aiming to have answered tomorrow? Look, I want to know that, uh, look, a lot has been said by the Democrats that uh, somehow they need more people down here. It's not about a question of people. Yeah, obviously they need more resources, but the main issue here is policy. And, uh, and the policy that changed uh, when uh, President Trump was in office was one thing. And when President Biden got in office, immediately changed that policy. And then we had immediately the surge that we're seeing uh, today. And then that's causing our Customs and Border Protection agents to be overwhelmed by these millions and millions of people, and then they don't have the resources in order to protect the border against the second, actually to me, the most important threat, 
which is the fentanyl, which is killing Americans. That's South Florida Congressman Carlos Jimenez, a member of the Homeland Security Committee, who's holding a hearing in Texas today with or without the Democrats on the committee. You've heard all the talk of the U.S. designating the Mexican cartels as a terror organization. Representative Chip Roy of Texas has again introduced legislation that would do just that. Newsmax border correspondent Jason Jones on what that would mean exactly and how it would help. Here's why it's important, because the tools and national power that we get from the terrorism designation does three major things that we have not had traditionally using the law enforcement model. First, it allows us to go after their money rapidly around the world. You know, you've heard for years about why aren't we targeting the cartel's money? Well, we have, but we've tried to do that using the Fourth Amendment, and that system by design is very slow. What this is going to do is put speed in the system and allow us to go after their assets real time. Second, We're going to limit their mobility globally because we're going to put them on no-fly lists. And then third and final, we're going to be able to get the tens of thousands, and I think this would stun most Americans, to know how many cartel operatives are here moving deadly drugs into this country. It allows us to get them out of the country very rapidly because you can't be a terrorist in this country. So this is truly one of the tools that we need. And look, we've got to be very open and honest. Families in this country have been hurting from what has been taking place. And they need solutions. And this is the first major tripwire that if we get this designation passed, that we now have the ability to finally go after these cartels and bring the world's best of the best to absolutely crush them. Correspondent Jason Jones from McAllen, Texas on Prime News. And make sure you check out Prime News with Jen Pellegrino's hard-hitting take of the D.C. happenings. It's weeknights at 9 Eastern on Newsmax TV. Well, in case you're not paying much attention today, bank stocks getting hammered again, led by news of new concerns from Credit Suisse. And even though we shouldn't worry and taxpayers aren't going to pay for the bailout of Silicon Valley Bank, Rob Schmidt has more. Scary couple days for the American economy, for the banking sector, the second and third largest bank closures ever, uh, shutting down in about four days' time. Uh, One of our favorite economists, Peter Schiff, joins us now. I just wanted to hear what your take on all of this was. How ugly, I mean, they, they, as we just said in the first block of the show, they shut down all these banks for being able to trade today because the losses were so bad. How ugly does this get? Well, you know, I think it's going to get a lot uglier, especially for the economy. You know, the Biden administration wants to reassure Americans that their money is safe in the bank. It is anything but safe because the way this bailout, and it is a bailout, is being financed is by the Fed creating even more inflation. This is really another round of quantitative easing. Mm. That's why we already have been suffering such high rates of inflation, and it's about to get so much worse. So Americans aren't going to pay for the bailouts because their taxes are going to get raised. Their prices are going to get raised because they're paying through inflation. So that doesn't sound very good, but wait, there's more. If you have a lot of money in a bank, you should withdraw it. I mean, you, if, if you need it for a, a short-term expenses, sure, leave it there. But if it's long-term savings, you will not earn nearly enough interest to offset what you're going to lose in purchasing power to inflation. And so recognize the threat to your bank account is coming from the Federal Reserve, it's coming from the U.S. government, and withdraw your money and you do something say, else. You, you wouldn't buy say gold, treasury you bonds? Buy silver. Would, you, would you say anything like that? I mean, those are getting good returns. Is that risky? No, they're, they're negative returns. Even if you're getting a 4 or 5% yield on a treasury, inflation is yeah. twice that high, and it's going higher. Right. So you have to get out of at, at the money that the Fed can print 
and get into real assets. I'm buying stocks around the world for my clients, also recommending that they buy physical gold and silver as an alternative to U.S. dollars. Catch Rob Schmidt tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern. And in other news, Ohio is suing railroad company Norfolk Southern, as they should, over the toxic train derailment in East Palestine last month. The state's attorney general said Ohio is seeking damages and civil penalties, claiming there were multiple violations of state and federal laws. And last but not least, if you are a Costco shopper, or you know someone that is Costco unleashing a new five-pound peanut butter chocolate pie on Pie Day, even though Pie Day doesn't really have anything to do with actual pies, as we discussed yesterday. And a reminder, if you're not already watching Newsmax TV, you can find it on most major cable systems and platforms like Pluto, Amazon, and Roku. If you have AT&T or another provider that doesn't carry Newsmax, make sure you call them, tell them you want Newsmax TV. And be sure to get the Newsmax TV app. This way you can watch your favorite shows like Wake Up America, Spicer & Company, Greg Kelly Reports, Prime News, and all the others anywhere, anytime you want. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.